0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere.
1: Hi, everybody. I'm Anthony Cashman. Thanks for tuning in to our weekly look at the Kansas City Royals. I am joined, as I am each and every week, by Jeffrey Flanagan. And Jeffrey, the Royals, of course, still very much in the postseason pursuit here down the stretch. And a relatively light schedule uh, these next couple weeks. Uh, Beginning here Tuesday, when we're recording this, they have 13 straight games against sub 500 teams. So it's kind of now or never, basically.
0: Yeah, it really is. Uh, This is the part of the soft part of the schedule in September, and uh, they're coming off a very difficult week where they lost uh, four really gut-wrenching games. Could have won all four of them uh, against the Yankees and Tigers, and ended up with a two-and-four homestand. uh, lost two games in the extra innings. They they blew a couple of late leads, um, left runners at you know bases loaded, nobody out situations. And mm-hmm. uh, now they uh, bounce back on Monday with a big win over the Twins. And you mentioned that the stretch of the games coming up, they've got uh, a lot of Twins, a lot of Oakland A's, a lot of White Sox. So uh, this is the time that they really, really have to make their move uh, over this stretch. I would think that you know a minimum 10 and four, 11 and three twelve and two, something like that, could launch them right back uh, you know, into that second wild card spot.
1: Well, they're gonna to have to do it without the Rally Mantis, or I should say without uh Rally Mantis two or Rally Mantis Jr. or Rally Mantis the sequel, whatever you wanna call it. Uh he's been sent off to his happy retirement story got a lot of traction on Monday. I am starting to think that the, maybe the the Mantis wasn't the sole reason the, the Royals went on that crazy run in August, but uh that uh, they 've decided to part ways take me through that decision yeah
0: if if you love something, set it free right uh, which <laughs> they and also I think the the mantis had lost a little bit a little bit of its magic the last week I think uh slugger, the team mascot, the other team mascot uh who had his own twitter account uh, uh tweeted out during one of the games that if 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 they don 't rally here he was, he was going to squish the mantis or something, so um yeah they did decided not to take it on the on this road trip uh, through Minnesota and Chicago and uh, yeah, sort of the, the magic ended in that it's at a nature center here in Kansas city and uh, uh, it's going to live out its uh, remaining life uh, in luxury.
1: Oh, that's good. He probably has it better than a lot of us. I, I would think uh, uh, maybe certainly better than, than the average traveling sports writer. I think I think his accommodations look very nice. So um, well, the Royals did have a huge win Monday against the twins and, you know, concerning they had dropped four of their previous five. You mentioned the the tough weekend against Detroit. I guess just kind of take me in that clubhouse right now because they did go on that wild ride through August. Uh, Despite all the adversity they had this season, suddenly they resuscitated themselves. We knew going into September the odds were still very much stacked against them mathematically, and it it takes kind of a a monumental uh, September surge as well on top of what they had already done in August. So uh, just just where's the mindset at right now, and and I guess the – the energy level, because it does take a lot out of you to, to go on that kind of a run.
0: Yeah, it really does, and uh, you know, I think we talked last week, or at least in the last couple of weeks, that there was going to be kind of a pause here. I mean, you can't just keep playing 18-4 uh, and four baseball over the course yes. of a season. That's just It's just not feasible, and I, I knew there was going to be kind of a pause coming up where they'd, they'd slip and lose some games, and certainly last week was it, but everybody I talked to in the clubhouse, uh, <clears throat> as, as frustrated as they were with those games, uh, they felt that the, there was going to be they had one last big run left in them uh, in September, and that's the time to do it, of course. But uh, now, that with the stretch of games they got coming up uh, against lesser opponents, so to speak, uh, then they finish out against you know the Cleveland's and Detroit's, and that's of course those are going to be monumental games if they if they have a good run here over the next two weeks. So the mood is still good in the clubhouse, and uh, I, don't, I don't think. Uh, there's a guy in there who doesn't believe they can do it. You mentioned the odds are against them. Of course they are, and uh, they've felt those odds before uh, in 2014, of course, and and uh, last year in Game Four of the LDS. Uh, I'm guessing their win percentage against Houston in that Game Four, late in the game, was probably about 0.1 percent, and they managed to win those game that game. And and I think they've, you know, just look at the World Series too, and how many times they had to come back in that. So. Uh they, they're a confident group, there, and they still feel they can get it done.
1: You know, so much of that August uh, upswing resided in the bullpen, uh, and it was just a, an absolute dominant force. And you know, these things all, all kind of have their, their peaks and valleys from time to time. But uh, the bullpen, since we last spoke, Jeffrey, uh, four losses and, and three blown saves in, in the last week. So that's certainly been, been a part of the recent struggles. What have you made of uh, what's going on in the back end? Yeah,
0: it's uh, you know, Wade Davis's first first game back from the from the DL uh comes into a, you know, a high leverage situation of course in the ninth inning and gives up a two-run single to to Miguel Cabrera and they they lose that game and uh make a really spirited comeback from a 4-1 deficit on Sunday and take the lead 5-4 and they're in the 8th and uh, Joaquin Soria who's uh kind of been the fans' piñata this year uh he's had a, he's had his <laughs> struggles and uh, he, uh, served up a two run homer to Justin Upton, which was on a really pretty decent pitch. It was down and low, maybe even out of the strike zone and Upton powered it out to right center. So a couple of hiccups there from the bullpen, which probably not totally unexpected after they, you know, went 41 and whatever it was, 41, and two thirds straight scoreless innings, uh, oh. over the course of August and in the September. So, uh, they do have Davis back now. Uh, they're, they're trying to, uh, Uh, limit the number of innings uh, with the rookie Matt Strom, who's been been sensational. Uh, He's been shut down for a couple days. Uh, So they got a little bit more depth now with some September call-ups. But having Davis back, you know, obviously lengthens uh, the back of the bullpen out. And now you can go, you can push Soria for most games to the sixth or seventh inning and uh, then Herrera and then Davis. And I think they're going to be fine going down the stretch there.
1: Yeah, that was a, an aggressive move on, on Yost's part. I mean, understandable given Davis' pedigree, but to bring him back first time back uh, I, I think since, what, July 26, 27, something like that, and thrust into a save situation. I know he caught some heat after the fact. What, what did you think of that move?
0: Well, I mean, he is your all-star closer, and he is Wade yeah. Davis, and you know, I, I yeah, the other fans, especially Royals Twitter, blew up about that one, but look at it this way if if he had uh brought herrera in that situation and not davis and say herrera gives up two runs you know fans are going to raise holy hell on twitter and say what are you doing you've got this all-star closer and you know the best closer in the game and you don't even use him why did you activate him you know so you, as a manager you really you can't win there and you know I, I like to tell fans you know sometimes it's the player's responsibility just to perform
1: yeah absolutely um all right, so another, you know, I would say pronounced issue with the Royals right now is Lorenzo Cain's wrist injury, which has held him out of the lineup for several days now. Um, they're hoping to get him into this series against the Twins here this week, but interesting to note, the Royals are 14-23 and without Cain in the starting lineup this season. So that, that injury is kind of, uh, you know, taking some, some shine off of this club here in the last week. Yeah, they, they
0: definitely miss him, and I... You know, Ned, Ned Yost hopeful to get him back for this series in Minnesota, but I've, you know, I've talked to, to Lorenzo uh, several times privately in the last few days, and I just, quite frankly, don't see it. I, I think he's going to wait till he can, <clears throat> probably till at least this weekend against the White Sox, um, just because it's, it's, he doesn't have enough strength in it probably to, you know, he wants to be able to at least hold the bat, and you know, he wasn't able to even close his fist until about a day or two ago, so. Uh, it's going to take some time. There's some there's some damage in there, and uh, it's it's swelled up, and he's had a, he's had a cortisone shot. Uh, he had that last week. So <clears throat> once that takes effect, um, you know he'll be able to start you know hitting off a tee and you know take some BP again. But I really would be surprised if he's back for for the remainder of the
1: twin series. It has to be a frustrating year for him in general. You know, coming off of 2015 where he and uh, beyond what what's going on with the ball club at large this season, Uh, you know, Kane finished third in the MVP voting last year, this year, he's limited to 102 games and uh, obviously his offensive numbers in in general have have taken a tumble as a result of some of the things he's played through. Um, Just kind of a tough year all around for the uh, former MVP candidate.
0: Yeah, the, 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 definitely the, uh, the hamstring injury set him back quite a ways and and now this wrist and type of nagging injuries he had early in his career and he was able to avoid for the most part in 14 and 15 and, uh, now they've come back to bite him again, and, and uh, the timing's bad for the ball club, obviously. It's, it's bad for him personally as, as the organization you know, tries to uh, decide who to give long-term contracts with everybody who's coming up with free agency after next year. and uh, it, would, uh, it would be good for him if he uh, could bounce back and, and be healthy the rest of the September once he gets, once he gets back and, and have a strong 2017, so uh, he gets paid.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, we'll continue to keep tabs on the Royals and their October pursuit. Jeffrey Flanagan is all over for MLB.com. I want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in to MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals edition.